There are not many times that I equate the issues that I experienced in my own life to the drawbacks of a generation. After the semester that I had socially though, I find it really hard to separate the things that I have endured and the generation that I've endured it with the most. It is no secret that relationships have been harder to navigate than possibly ever before. If I had to count on my hands the many times I'd heard I'm having a hard time finding my people in this semester alone, I would need a couple more hands. In my opinion, the dilemma of friendship, especially in the realm of college, is indicative of a larger issue within our generation and perhaps those that came before us, though I'm not that fluent in the issues of other generations. The issue that I have observed is a lack of vulnerability and by extension, a lack of transparency, empathy, and genuine relationship. I think the toxic mix of those principles have resulted in a social situation that is largely segregated and no, I don't just mean by race. I'm talking specifically in the context of Wake Forest University, and I think that they warrant a constant evaluation of those around you and their intentions. As a person who is extremely extroverted by nature, getting most of my energy from being around others and loving them well, the reality of this made my first semester of sophomore year almost unbearable at times. It also made me think, how did we get here? This is a question I don't believe that I will find the answer to over the course of this episode, but I do hope that we can take a moment to reflect on the current state of our respective social lives and really interrogate its functioning in our lives. Is it as good as we really say it is? And if not, how do we begin to improve it? Truthfully, I found difficulty bringing this topic up as it is a touchy point for some, myself included, but I was reminded of a Toni Morrison quote that said, Writing for me is thinking, and it's also a way to position myself in the world, particularly when I don't like what's going on. With that, welcome to my positioning. I don't like what's going on. Welcome to Chase at Wake, the podcast platform dedicated to highlighting and platforming the voices and experiences of students of color on Wake Forest campus and beyond. I'm your hostess with the most is Chase, and I'm really eager to get into what we have to talk about today, so I'm just going to get right into it. I grew up in a household that attended church as much as we could. I remember my mother waking me up on Sundays to the sound of gospel music blaring over her overly capacitated phone. Songs with similar words would play, explaining the ways that Jesus was the truest friend the singer had ever known, and at the time, I was skeptical of just how reliable an entity you could not see would be in comparison to tangible people. I learned very quickly, though. (laughs) One of the staples of growing up is getting involved with social dramas that allow you an opportunity to evaluate the person that you are and the people you want around you. It is in those moments, as I often explain to my brother, that you really decide the trajectory of your life. Throughout my developing life, I gravitated towards people that made me laugh, and that felt like love as I understood it at the time. Ultimately though, I usually didn't take into consideration the depleted amount of love someone could offer you who has little to none to offer to themselves. 
Naturally, many of the friendships I'd adopted in middle school and high school resulted in major blowouts that left me pretty cynical to people and relationship, and coming into college, you could say I was skeptical at best. Luckily, those fallouts made me get very, very comfortable with being alone, not lonely, but alone, and I was given an immeasurable opportunity to get more connected with myself. Coming into college, finding friends was a goal, but I felt confident in my ability to sustain on my own for some time. Luckily, my solitude didn't last that long because I was blessed to find a solid group of people very quickly, and myself and those people were stuck like glue from the beginning to the very end of the semester, and honestly, I thought my people woes were like over and then came sophomore year. <laughs> During my sophomore year, I was excited by the opportunity to meet even more people than I'd met the year before. I figured being at such a small school has many advantages, one of which is the opportunity to see the same people over and over and over and over and over and over. So it is in essence inevitable that you make a friend or two, at least in passing here at Wake Forest. Additionally, the school provided so many opportunities for connection through clubs, organizations, events, and offices that are tailored to encourage social success. This semester, I'd made it my goal of joining two clubs, and I knew I had this social thing in the bag. Without getting super specific, I found much difficulty as early as the first week <laughs> understanding those around me. I mean, most people I spent time with this semester I'd gotten to know within the last. Somehow, the way I left them when we left for the summer vacation is not the way we came back, and it felt as if I was putting a bad taste in the mouths of those around me. Suddenly, for the first time since high school, I was sufficiently given the silent treatment, and that felt like a death sentence to someone who is so trained to talk like me. I lost a few friends with little explanation, which hurt a little bit more than I originally accounted for, and additionally, most of my interactions felt more like transactions than relational conversation, which was also really new. I felt completely depleted by people that were around me, and that manifested into a deep depression, which we covered a little bit last week. Even in the midst of lowness, I still felt as if the people around me only saw me for what I did, or what I did not do, or what I was a part of, or what I was not a part of, or how I was feeling. It was a feeling of loneliness that differed greatly from the state of being alone that I'd grown so comfortable and confident in. Eventually, my friend Kevin gave me a piece of advice that really shifted my worldview. He told me, everything is not about you in the nice and best way possible. And honestly, that piece of advice really helped me relax. And after that, I began to get more comfortable with the state of things. Naturally, by the time I'd gotten comfortable, the people who treated me so oddly were ready to talk to me again. And I had to make a choice that was really hard. I had to forgive, forget, and move on. That was also difficult, but I'm really happy that I did now because I'm here to tell you about all of this in hopes that it helps you in your own pursuits. And who has time to be miserable? Child, like, college is hard enough. I can't be walking around mad at you or hiding from you. And this school is like two miles each way. I can't hide from nobody here. Mm -mm, nope. And saying all that, I wanted to set the stage for where my opinions on this matter stem from. None of this is based in academic fact, nor is it fact checked by my peers. This is purely opinion based on my personal experience. 
Additionally, I would like to add in closing that previous anecdote that this in no way is representative of everyone at Wake Forest, which I haven't met everyone at Wake Forest, nor is it reflective of an entire generation. My observation on the current state of relationship within our generation is supported by the types of content that I consume, which I acknowledge is catered to support the algorithm that I've already created on my respective social platforms, as well as the conversations that I've had within the past year with others. With that said, let's think about this together. As a large proponent of communication, hence my course of study, I am sure that it's no surprise that I believe a fear of vulnerability in the collegiate space is the root cause of the way that we treat each other that the way that we do. That was a tongue twister and it was not intended to be, but I'm gonna just keep it there because <laughs> vulnerability. When I refer to vulnerability in this capacity, I do not limit it to being truthful but being unafraid to let a person meet you where you are and engage with you openly and honestly. This takes shape in many ways in the collegiate sphere. It can look like communicating with your exec members that you're overwhelmed and need help pulling your load. It can look like telling someone that you would like to get to know them despite a fear of rejection. It can even look like crying with your friend when you need to or telling them about an amazing opportunity that you're excited by. It is being courageous and letting someone meet you in your overwhelmed state, in your fear, in your sadness, or even in your happiness and celebration, and letting them engage with that openly and honestly. This is much easier said than done. Not many people can allow themselves to open up that much for fear of being hurt or betrayed. And I think this is especially heightened in a collegiate space because it is such a unique environment. For many people, it is their first time away from home and far from it for many. You are moving to a space where you have to cohabitate with the same people you take class with, eat with, grow with, etc. It's hard to discern who can be trusted as some people can be clumsy in their attempts to be opportunistic and blow up the spot for everybody else. Why would I be vulnerable with someone if I'm not sure what their motives are, right? I don't have all the answers, but I know that we should not continue to live a life that is numb to vulnerability as we may fall victim to a society that encourages pain and exists in negativity. I fear the day, and I see that we are dangerously close to it, if not already there, that we see someone who is in pain, but become so hardened by our own disputes that we fail to meet them where they are and say, hey, I see you before it's too late. Suicide in college is real, and I can't help but wonder how many people we could effectively touch just by reaching out authentically and letting them know, I got you, or I've been there, or I see you. To follow that up though, I urge you not to take on a superhero spirit. I think um, that the belief in saving people quote unquote from themselves is a fallacy, but as a human, I implore you to look around your own friend group and ask, when is the last time that we actually just talked about things? Or, you know, if we're, if, <laughs> I'm treading lightly, but if you're willing, look outside your friend group to people you've never ever met before and ask yourself, why haven't you met this person before? And in the context of Wake, we go to such a small school. Just saying, just a thought, just a little thought. Not even emotional things, you know, just things. And, you know, have I gotten a chance to see the friends laugh? When did I last ask that person, um, for real, for real, how they were? Vulnerability is as big of a deal as you make it. As a person who wants to continue others well and proudly, I ask, 
you can't see me but my hands are in prayer like form i ask that you try to reflect on those things and import them into your own daily life i believe that just a little bit more of it will help the student body of wake forest at least seem a lot more together than we are right now especially the minority com uh, community um no shade you see how that got caught up in there <laughs> i'm being vulnerable but i'm scared <laughs> i don't want the girls to come to i don't want you to come for me i'm just a messenger i'm sorry to close out, this is a very, 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 very basic overview of vulnerability and the ways it can transform our own social spheres and eventually larger ones around us. It does not consider the socio-political implications that this has on minorities who have been trained to care far too much, but that would be really cool to talk about one day. It also does not seek to tell you that Wake Forest has zero good people who do not practice this daily. I just wonder how much better our lives would be if we prioritize love and the uh, theoretical footwork or framework of Jesus and bell hooks and the power of vulnerability, transparency, empathy, and more that will flow from that. I believe that we have what it takes, so what do you do? Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on vulnerability. This was actually a recommendation from Fatu. So thank you so much for listening and suggesting. I appreciate it. And I hope this uh, lived up to your expectation. <laughs> um, this discussion is now open to you all. What do you think? Did I leave anything out? And what would you add to today's episode? Please let me know. You can let me know on Instagram on Chase at Wake or on TikTok, baby. Follow me on TikTok, also at Chase at Wake. And until then, I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. You work your hands.